what makes the good life the good life. This podcast is on a mission to find out. Join us as we explore the hidden gems of rural life, the growing entrepreneurial opportunities, and share some of the most interesting stories you may not have heard. Venture to all four corners of York County as we chat with some of the best people the heartland has to offer. Because when it comes to quality of life, it's all about keeping it local. Brought to you by the York County Development Corporation, this is 17 County. Hello everyone, my name is Derek Dowell and I'm with York County Development Corporation. All right, so today we are here with uh, Justin Rodriguez, that's with an S, no Z's with this Justin. This man is always busy. He is a full-time sales rep with Jansen Ford here in York. He also stays busy with high school football, high school basketball, and high school baseball. Uh, I'm excited for this conversation because I've seen Justin's passion for coaching firsthand in the stands. He's always hooping and hollering for his, his, uh, his student-athletes, and so I can't wait to kind of dig a little bit more uh, into that passion, and I'd like to wel- welcome Justin to the show. Yeah, appreciate it. Excited yeah. about this. Awesome. Yeah, so outside of the text and some social media conversations, Justin and I have pretty much just met tonight. And so uh, I'm excited to learn more about him. So go ahead and tell me, yeah, a little bit more about the story about how you arrived, you know, kind of here. Born and raised in California. Uh, ended up moving uh, to Oklahoma where we had some families where I met my wife. And uh, my wife had some ties to York. Uh, her uh, parents attended the junior college or when York was a junior college. And then later in the um, early 2000s, uh, they were actually the women's uh, basketball coach at York College. Um, after my wife was done at Bethel, um, she decided to get her first master's here at York, and also she was a graduate assistant for the softball team. And uh, when she came here, she really fell in love with the town. Um, also, my sister-in-law, Kendall, um, she was attending York College at the time as well. Um, she's on the women's basketball team there. So they went to school together, and um, you know, my wife just kind of considered, hey, um, you know, financially for what we want to do, it might be better off if we considered Nebraska over Oklahoma where we were at the time and uh, just kind of left that up to God. And eventually um, everything worked its way out and uh, we ended up in York and we couldn't be happier with that. So no doubt. Yeah. So talk a little bit about uh, how you got involved um, with youth sports here in the community. I know um, it can be kind of tough to kind of break into um, that kind of network and everything. So kind of share a little bit with sure. that. Sure. So uh, growing up, uh, very um, sports oriented in my family. That's really all we did. And uh, I knew for a long time, I guess I've always been, I guess you would call it like a realist. I knew that professional sports is not uh, going to happen for most people. Um, but uh, coaching has always been on my heart growing up. Um, I had many people who were huge influences in my life that were my coaches. And uh, I'm all about um, relationship and loyalty. And that's just something that I wanted for my future. Um, So um, while I was in Oklahoma with my wife at the time, still considering the move, I remember just praying uh, that God would find a way for me to uh, get back into the coaching field. And uh, I remember it was a long process. And uh, um, when me and my wife decided to make the leap to try to move here, I basically wrote an email to every coach in York, uh, football, basketball, um, and uh, even the college uh, basketball coach at the time basically saying, hey, I'm not looking for money. I'm not looking for anything but an opportunity. Uh, This is what I love to do. I don't know anything about you guys, um, and uh, I don't really care. Uh, I just wanted to be involved at some some level. Um, I heard back from one person, and that was Glenn Snodgrass. 
Um, I ended up setting up a meeting with him a couple weeks later. We drove up for a visit, and uh, basically at the end of the visit, you know, uh, Glenn's presence kind of takes over when you meet him for the first time, and uh, he's basically like, hey, this is our code of conduct. This is our culture here. This is what we're all about, and basically said, you know, if you want to be a part of this, we'll let you, you know, at a volunteer basis, sign this paper. And I was just eager, ready to go. He's like, you don't want to think about it or take it. I said, no, I'll sign right now. So um, that was a sign from God that maybe this is where we needed to be. Um, so during that football season, I was a volunteer. Uh, probably overstepped my boundaries a little bit. I'm an energetic person. I don't think that a lot of people knew that much about me when I got into it. Um, so, uh, basically tested the waters right away. Um, and, uh, I guess just from, just from that, um, football season, uh, coach Lamberty and coach Sauter approached me after the season and said, Hey, we have a vacancy on basketball. We know that's kind of in your background. Would you like to coach? And heck yeah, I jumped right all over that. And, um, actually midway through, um, the season, that was the first time I was a paid coach here at York. Um, that was a paid position there. Uh, so that was exciting to me. Uh, you know, it's not a crazy amount, but getting paid for something that you love, that was my first taste of that. So I was really all about that. Um, and during that basketball season, uh, Jack Vincent, everybody knows Jack. Um, Jack. Yeah, very <laughs> persistent, very smart, intelligent guy, um, approached me and said, hey, I heard baseball's in your background. We're looking for a coach. I said, yeah, I'm all about that too. Let's so um, lit literally the year before I was driving a truck full time, waking up at 4.30 in the morning, praying that God would put coaching back in my life. And one year later, I was coaching three sports at some capacity. And um, that's basically how I got into that. And they haven't kicked me out yet, so <laughs> I'm lucky for that. You said your first season was 2016? Uh, so it would be 17. 2017? Yeah, yep, 2017. And like I said, I didn't know nothing about – I didn't know anything about York. I didn't know if they were good, they were bad, or whatnot. And then – um, I was extremely grateful to fall into be on the staff, even at a volunteer level of two state championships, mm -hmm. you know, so I don't want people to think <laughs> I scoped it out. and was trying to look for the best situation. We were coming to York regardless of the talent, but um, it was an extremely um, uh, or an extreme honor to be a part of um, both of those groups with not only the coaching staff, but the kids involved. And obviously we know how talented they were. So Yeah, you got to experience a lot of success, you know, right when you got here. That's really exciting, you know, with the football championships, you know, the first couple of years, that state basketball championship uh, a couple of years after that. So you've been able to experience a lot of, a lot of success. And so kind of talk me through kind of how your role has evolved, um, you know, from 2017 to 2018 to 2019, you know, with the football program and then also, you know, with basketball. My role with football, basically that first year, um, volunteer, unpaid guy, and uh, I basically do anything that they wanted me to. I mean, I was basically just holding up cards. Uh, you know, they joke, I just a get-back coach. So I was telling the kids to get back or whatnot. But at the time, I was just happy to be on the sideline. Um, moving into the second year, we lost Coach Crawford, and uh, I got moved up uh, into a paid position there uh, from Glenn, which I'm extremely grateful for. And uh, so I went from basically, you know, holding up cards and that kind of stuff to uh, coaching wide receivers and then being um, uh, the lowest, lowest man on the totem pole um, with some very talented people and Coach Matt Kern and Coach Matt Bracken. So uh, defensively, uh, I'm uh, like a relayer, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. The calls come in from Coach Bracken, and I just kind of relay out there. And as far as the defensive side and offensive side, I'm, I'm still learning. So, um, but I'm happy to be where I'm at, and uh, so that's where I am with that. 
um, with basketball. Uh, once again, the first year, just kind of do whatever type of guy. Um, this year, uh, Coach Sauter has left us. Uh, he's semi-retired, so I'm looking to take um, a little bit bigger role in basketball this upcoming season. But uh, um, that's where I was at that. And then uh, baseball, I started off as a juniors uh, head coach. And then uh, the following year, in my second year, uh, moved in to take over the whole entire program, juniors and seniors, which was very exciting to me. And then uh, this year, once again, I don't, um, I don't ever ask why. I just kind of follow what God has in store, and I've learned to let go and let God work. And uh, I've accepted a position um, with SOS and their Legion program. Uh, so I'm excited for that as well. No doubt. That's really awesome. What advice would you be, you know, give to someone that's kind of wanting to break into the kind of the, the coaching realm? Well, you know, I don't know if I'm anybody that should be giving advice, but my biggest thing is that, you know, you never know what opportunities out there if you don't try. Um, you know, something as simple as an email or a letter if you really want to get involved, um, especially at the high school rank. Um, there's not a lot of people who do it for a really long time. You see people go in stints maybe three, four years at a time. And I think York is extremely lucky to have guys um, in place that have been there for a long time. You know, Glenn's coaching staff has been there for quite a while with the same guys, and that's pretty unusual. But I would just say, you know, just kind of get your, uh, your hands dirty, get in there, and uh, help out wherever you can. And eventually, once you earn that trust and uh, they understand that you're somebody that could be relied on, um, you know, if, you, if your intention is to move up, that will eventually happen. No doubt, yeah. So, yeah, definitely just showing up every day and doing, you know, kind of what's been asked of you and everything like that. Sure, absolutely. Now that, that spills over a lot into the professional world. Who, as a coach, do you kind of emulate or, you know, you know, who's a favorite coach of yours, either professionally or personally, um, that you try to emulate your style on or that you've taken cues from um, and things like that? Man, there's, you know, it's, it's hard because when you're an assistant coach, you, you don't have that role or personality. I mean, you do to a certain extent, but that's the head coach's job is to have those personalities. Or somebody like, you know, Matt Kern that's been so close with Glenn growing up together and that trust is there. They get to execute those personalities and uh, have that kind of coaching style. My job as an assistant with Glenn and Scott is to do what they need me to do. The greatest advice you could ever give an, an assistant coach is, you know, are you doing everything that the head coach expects of you? And I try to do that. Um, I think that my biggest personality that I take on is during baseball season. And that's because, you know, I'm the head coach in, in that capacity. And that's where I, I it sounds weird, but I don't have somebody to answer to. Um, so, you know, it's kind of a philosophy that me and my staff have developed. As far as somebody that, um, you know, that I emulate, I don't want to say I emulate anybody, but somebody I've always looked up to is Urban Meyer. Um, he's kind of been successful everywhere he's went. And I think the biggest thing is that he lets um, his players and coaches play and coach. Um, I've read a lot of his books. Um, you know, he talks about trust and loyalty. And those are um, the two mainstays of what I try to uh, build uh, our program or philosophy on as far as the baseball program goes. Uh, but that's some, somebody that I've definitely always looked up to uh, in that capacity just because I felt that um, he's a huge relationship guy. Um, his players fight for him. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, whether it be football, basketball, or baseball, you know, I, I talk about it like you're going to war. Now, when you're in the battle and things get hard and things get difficult, is that person that's out there, is he going to fight for somebody that they believe in or somebody that they don't? Well, obviously the answer is somebody that they believe in, somebody that they trust. So that's who I try to emulate. 
is somebody that can be trusted, uh, somebody that knows that they will be loyal. And I just feel that um, the reciprocation that you get from the players is um, a positive one. No doubt. Um, has been kind of the most uh, beneficial kind of for you, you know, um, through your coaching and everything. Well, you know, the one thing that I guess I rely on is um, my coaching philosophy has always been a player's coach and not necessarily to the point where um, you let kids get away with whatever they can um, or you let them run over you or, or this and that. But I've always developed my coaching style on relationships. Uh, I believe that the biggest thing is earning the trust of a kid. Um, you know, we have kids, uh, maybe they don't have the best homes, that mm -hmm. ha don't have trustworthy um, adult figures in their life. Um, you never know what their background is. Maybe they do come from privileged families. But um, my biggest thing is that if you earn the trust of a young man or young woman um, that you're coaching, when those difficult situations come up and you're hard on them and you're yelling at them, which, you know, I believe you have to do, they understand that it's for their best interest. If they don't have that trust, then they don't know. They think you're yelling at them for no reason. But I tell them that I love them and I appreciate them every day. And they know that when I get on a man, man, I know coach loves me. I know he cares about me. So if he's getting on me, you know, I know I must be doing something wrong or something needs to change. Kind of pivot a little bit. You've been living in New York for three years now? Yeah. Three going, years now? This was going on our fourth year, yeah. So kind of, um, you know, talk about the differences of, you know, where you grew up. You grew up in, uh, you know, the San Francisco kind of area for, you know, those that aren't super familiar with, um, you know, where you grew up and everything. You're about, you know, a few hours north of San Francisco, you know, kind of talk about the differences of, you know, life there versus life here and even, you know, life back in Oklahoma when you were there for, you know, a little bit. Sure. So it surprised a lot of people, but where I grew up in California is actually not so much different from York. Uh, a lot of dairy farms, uh, a lot of produce um, um, fields, and uh, uh, it's actually a farming town. Uh, I kind of live kind of in the Central Valley. Uh, football was the uh, mainstay of the town. Uh, my father uh, played on a team that didn't lose a high school football game for over three years, which at the time was a state record way back when. Um, so it's actually very similar to York, except no snow, and it's uh, great <laughs> weather all the time. No, yeah, that's uh, got to be very beneficial. And uh, it was actually a small town. Uh, obviously, compared to York, it's a lot bigger. I think York is around 8,000. We had around about 30,000, so it's a lot bigger than that. But in California, 30,000 feels like a small town, and you kind of know everybody. And uh, the high school that we went to was quite bigger than York, but still, it, you know, when I grew up there, it had a small town feel. Um, Oklahoma and, and Nebraska are quite similar. <laughs> I don't see a, a whole lot of differences really there, but um, we're really grateful that we're in York. And, um, you know, it, in a way, it reminds me of home, and I think that's why I'm so comfortable here. So, no, Cool. Can I talk a little bit about the, the culture when you first, you know, moved here? You know, what kind of was it like, you know, being someone, you know, not, you know, you really, you personally didn't have any ties here. I know your wife did. So what was it kind of like moving here? and not really you know, knowing a whole heck of a lot of people. Sure. So my first experience of the culture was um, the football coaches get together every Sunday uh, for film and meeting at uh, Coach Snodgrass's house. And I remember my first uh, interaction with people besides Glenn. Um, you know, I'm super excited and I want to look super good and all this other stuff. So I get to Glenn's 15, 20 minutes early. And I'm sitting in the basement and it's just me and Glenn. And it's very intimidating, this big, huge guy, which I don't know if he – cares for me, doesn't care for me, or, you know, whatever the case is there. And then uh, I'm wearing an Oakland A's hat. Down comes Matt Kern, and he goes, look at this guy. 
and uh, he's a Royals fan, and I'm an A's fan. And then behind him comes Scott Comacher and Jake Scottgrass, and um, they're all just kind of giving me, you know, a little razz mm-hmm. a little bit, you know, yeah. kind of being the new guy. But um, you could feel the acceptance and the love that they have as people. Um, and that was the first kind of thing that I uh, noticed about the culture. It didn't take long before, um, I want to say just one of the guys, but you felt kind of at home. You know, they didn't exclude you. You weren't left out. I remember the next weekend we went to Hastings football camp, and I stayed. we stayed at the dorms together. And I remember riding up with Coach Crawford and Coach Tretland. And um, it was, for me, it was a little bit of a bonding time. But once again, they razzed me a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, during camp. A funny story. Um, I was hanging around the football team for almost three days now. And uh, if you know Glenn, Glenn is very focused on his job. And uh, at the time, his job was not to uh, introduce me or whatever. I'm just there to learn. But his job was to create a winning football program, and uh, that's what he was doing. But uh, the joke was he didn't introduce me for the first three days. So I was just a guy walking around. None of the kids knew who I was, what I was doing there. And then finally he goes, oh, yeah, by the way, this is a scout for the Seattle Seahawks, and he's here. He's like, no, I'm just kidding. He goes, this is Justin. He's going to be helping us out. So um, that was a great experience. But um, the culture is a lot like what I grew up with in California. Um, So it didn't take a lot of adjusting, um, a lot of high standards, uh, moral character. And, um, you know, what Glenn and all the other people have put in place and what they've created here um, is a lot like what I'm used to. Um, So it was a good fit for me. So talk a little bit more kind of about, um, you know, for those that don't know, you are married, you're in town, um, you recently had a newborn, I believe, um, and so, um, you know, kind of talk a little bit more kind of about your home life and everything. Sure. So uh, we're on the go quite a lot. Uh, I'm blessed to have a sports-orientated wife, uh, Kaylin is her name. She is a English teacher at Heartland in Henderson, Nebraska. Um, she's This is her second year. Um um, with the school, and uh, she is the daughter of two coaches, and her grandfather is a five-time state basketball champion, head coach in Oklahoma. Uh, she has um, family members in professional baseball, so sports have been just a big part of her life as it was uh, for me. Um, we dated for about six years before we got married and moved to York. Uh, a year and four or five months ago, we had our daughter Hayden, um, So uh, we lived together. We just purchased our first home here in York, uh, which we knew from the get-go that York was where we wanted to be for a long time. Um, But, uh, no, home life is great. Um, There is uh, rare occasions when we're at home. We're at some kind of sporting event 90% of the time. My wife does not miss anything. Uh, She is at every single game, supports me uh, a million percent. And, uh, you know, that's the goal that we've always had or envisioned Um, for the life of our children is being in the gym, being at the field, uh, being involved with the people. And uh, so uh, it's very exciting. Um, And uh, not only with her support here in York for what I do, um, she also supports uh, Heartland uh, a lot. So she's going to volleyball games, basketball games, every off day that we don't play. Mm -hmm. Um, On top of that, her sister, uh, Kendall plays for York College basketball. So when we're not doing either of those two games, we're supporting her. So um, we have our in-laws in town, our grandparents in town. Basically, when we moved to York, it was just us. Our, our family um, found out we were having a baby, and they are kind of like, all right, we're coming too. <laughs> nice. So um, my mother-in-law, she is a teacher at York Middle School. Um, so 
we're just kind of all uh, tied into the community and uh, pretty happy about that. And like I said, we love the town. We love the people. We love the culture. We love the school. Um, we love everything about it. Um, and being a California guy, I even love the snow because I never used to grow up with it. So uh, we're entrenched in York and hopefully for a very, very long time, there's not many other places we'd rather be. No, that's exciting to hear. Sounds like you were very faith oriented, um, which yep. is great to hear. Um, talk a little bit about your journey through faith um, and um, you know finding you know a home here in, in York, Nebraska for your faith. Growing up, I grew up in a non-denominational household. We went to church mostly every Sunday. Um, and I guess I'm just like anybody else. God has always been a huge part of my life. You know, uh, even when I was younger, I remember that being a huge faith. Um, as I get older, as I have a family, as I have a daughter, um, that becomes even more important to me. Um, uh, there's a couple really, really uh, influential people in my life um, that I look up to as far as faith-wise. One's my father. Um, my father went through an extremely difficult time um, in a part of his life, um, went through a divorce, uh, lost uh, his house, his job, basically hit rock bottom. Um, he had nothing. Um, his appetite for life uh, was minimal. Um, there's a point where hope was not an option for him at the time. Um, my father went through what I would describe two years of um, major, major depression. Um, I lost faith, um, basically didn't have his family, and just because of personal issues and, um, you know, health-related issues, um, had nothing. Um, and uh, my dad has always been a Christ uh, or a Christ follower, and um, uh, he was basically broken down to nothing and um, basically relied on Jesus Christ to bring him back. Um, he had a uh, uh, huge revelation in his life because everything was taken away from him um and uh, anyways he fought his way back and over uh, a long process four or five years um through the power of christ he's back to being his normal self he's remarried um he's a happy-go-lucky guy kind of like as i remember him but the reason why i look up to him in that sense is because um you know i have a good life uh i have a wonderful family um, I have everything that I want, but at the same time, I have to remember that it doesn't belong to me. It belongs to God. God gives me everything. Every opportunity, everything that I cherish in my life belongs to Jesus Christ. And at any moment, he could take it away. You know, my wife is not my wife. My wife belongs to God. And if I don't treat her with respect or do her right, that will be gone. My children belong to God. My house belongs to God. My cars, vehicles, my coaching opportunity, everything belongs to Jesus Christ. And, you know, I'm a sinner just like anybody else. I don't claim to be perfect, um, uh, nothing of the sorts. Um, but lately, within the last six months, I've really been trying to find myself uh, through God and um, kind of express not what I want, but what he wants. That's a huge part of my life, and I hope that I could be a great example for not only, you know, the kids that I coach, but my daughter and my wife. And, uh, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about, uh, you know, uh, getting more into the word and um, kind of understanding it a little bit better. But yeah, that's a, that's a huge part of my life. And I appreciate you asking that question because that's, that's been a major thing on my mind for quite some time. No, you know, faith is a very important thing for, you know, individuals to have um, or go and find at one point in time throughout their life. You know, some aren't always blessed with it, you know, at the beginning of their life, but you know, as, as life progresses, it's always, you know, a blessing to be able to find that faith. And so, yeah, that's, and, it's incredible. 
talk a little bit more about you know the York and York County. Um, you know, we all know York isn't perfect. So, you know, what is something that you know you know as you've lived here, you know, that you've kind of you know wished uh, that York has kind of had either you know uh, personally or professionally. Uh, you know, what kind of um, you know things you know have you kind of you know wanted? Um, well, you know, it's a little bit smaller town than what I'm used to, but when I came here, um, believe it or not, the biggest thing that I was worried about, I said, man, do they have a golf course there? And they said, yeah, and I said, all right, man, 8,000 people, it can't be that great of a golf course. And then sure enough, it's amazing for this size town. Um, so I, I'm a simple guy. I don't know if there's anything that I want. Obviously, we like to do everything local, and I'm, I'm a big proponent of that. You know, I work local. Um, and I see the people who do business local, and I try to do all my business local. Um, so going into that aspect, I don't – my life's so busy, I don't think about that. And I'm a little bit younger, and I'm not to say that that's like a, an older thing, but I think as you get older, some things start to matter more. You know, you start to look at those bills that are being passed and voted on and that kind of stuff, and I'm just not at that point in my life. Mm -hmm. um, I, there's never been one time I've been in York, Nebraska, where there's something that wasn't feasible that I absolutely needed. Um, we have great facilities. We have great leaderships in our school. You know, when I got here, Dr. Lucas and now Dr. Bartholomew. Um, we have great facilities. We have a great sporting complex out there. Um, we have a great indoor complex uh, with the Holthus. Um, we have great people. We have great culture. Um, man, I don't. Nothing's ever perfect. And maybe when I get older, there's some things that I wish they could have, but. I don't know. I maybe In and Out Burger. Does that work? <laughs> I miss yeah, miss I, that from downtown. Yeah, I, I miss I miss In and Out Burger. So I'll go with that. A little late yeah, night we'll In and Out. That, nothing better than a little late night In and Out. That's so right. I'm all about that. <laughs> I hear you there. Talk about yourself a little bit. You know, professionally. I know you work out at you know Jansen Ford. Talk a little bit about how you've gotten out there. How work has been. You know, we'll do a yeah. Promotion. So when I first got here, um, my goal was I was coaching, and at the time, only one sport. So where are you going to find a job that lets you off Monday through Thursday at 3.30 and Friday to maybe travel or go to a game and Sunday to watch film and be with family and on top of that provide for a wife and a newborn baby? Mm -hmm. That's hard. Right. Um, so I just look for the highest paying, most flexible job. The first job that I came across when I first moved here was at Blue Beacon. Dave Dye, if anybody's looking for a job or wants to meet one of the most um, amazing people that I've come across that's maybe not in the social aspect of York. He's, you know, he's just a working man. It's Dave Dye, and he's the general manager at Blue Beacon. He has kids in the York School District. Um, one of them is a freshman on our football team, and uh, he's an amazing person. And he's like, you know, I came in there for a job, gave me a management position right away, says, hey, we need people, we need good people, we'll let you, you know, work with your schedule. So I did that for a couple years, and then um, – uh, I've always been uh, not a seller. I've had a salesman mentality. I love talking to people. I love interacting with new people. I could walk up to anybody in the world, never meet them before, and have a strike of a conversation. That's just how my father was, and that's how I am. And my wife finds it annoying. Mm -hmm. uh, so, um, you know, she barely talks, but I talk for the both of us, as we say. Um, Tony Belt, which uh, he's from Shelby, I coach against him in Legion. And uh, he said, man, if you ever want a job, come see me. So I said, okay, we'll see, because Blue Beacon was a pretty taxing job, and, um, you know, we had to work weekends and whatever the case was. So I went down to Jansen Ford, knew nothing about it, and he basically told me, hey, you know, we took over for Moses. We're trying to get the local customers here. We know that you're 
in multiple sports. We know that you know people. Maybe you could help us out. And I said, yeah, but Tony, I coach three sports. I said, throughout the whole year, I'm going to be gone every single day at 3 o'clock. You know, most salesmen work 10, 12 hours a day from, you know, start to finish. Um, I said, are you going to be okay with that? And he's been completely accepting. And um, Dan Jansen, who's the owner, um, he's from Holdridge. Um, he has seven dealerships. Um, he's been completely accepting about that. And it's been really successful for me because uh, I've been able to provide three coaches now, brand new vehicles <laughs> on the staff. I won't say who. You could probably see them driving around. Uh, <laughs> but uh, also a lot of other local people. Um, so uh, parents of kids on our teams and stuff like that. And uh, that's been a huge blessing uh, financially for my family. Um, like I said, we just bought a house. And, and uh, diapers are expensive. Formula is expensive <laughs> um, if you go down that road. So Jansen, um, not only with the flexibility of their schedule, um, but just with the financial opportunity that it's provided me has been amazing. And I love the atmosphere. I wake up every morning and I don't dread going to work. Um, they have a great atmosphere down there. And um, if I was a poor salesman, I would probably not mention that you could come see me at Jansen Ford if you need a vehicle. So I'll go ahead and throw that in there. But no, they've been great and uh, they're flexible with me. And I think they kind of understand when, you know, they hired me, that goes with the territory. I guess I know local people because I'm involved. If I wasn't involved, I'd stop meeting local people. Mm -hmm. Um, So um, I love it down there. Uh, I'm currently one year away from getting uh, my degree, my teaching degree. So that's the end goal. Um, is to be a teacher and a full-time coach, and uh, they keep on tempting me with full-time offers at Jansen, but at the end of the day, I know what my heart's set on. Mm -hmm. I've never been a financially driven person. Um, As long as it's enough to get me and my family by, you know, we strive for happiness, and coaching three sports and um, uh, being a teacher in a great community is what we strive for. Uh, At one point in my life, you know, I think like everybody, I wanted to rush everything. I want it now. I want to be a teacher now. I want to be a coach now and all this other stuff. I've learned to enjoy the ride. Uh, I'll be 30 years old, which I remember when that was really old, uh, in January. Um, so when this comes out, it'll probably be 30 by then. Um, but I've just, um, I love, I love the ride. I love where I'm at. I'm not eager for anything. I'm just going to let God work. And uh, so we're happy where we are now. But yeah, I would say that Jansen has been a huge blessing. And, um, you know, they're very, very, um, uh, dedicated to uh, making sure that people shop local and getting local people the best deals. You said something that was great um, that I can kind of relate to. Uh, I have this personal fra- saying that I don't believe in strangers, only friends you haven't met yet. And so I can totally relate with that, uh, being able to walk up and just you know have a conversation with people and everything like that. And so sure, that's super cool. Do you have anything else that you kind of want to you know wrap up and say no, here I at, mean, the, at the end? No, this is. I mean, this has just been a pleasure. Obviously, I enjoy doing things like this, but. Um, I think the biggest thing is that um, what I can kind of relay um, from my experience, one of the, one of the strange things is that, and, and I remember being an 18-year-old kid, so I kind of understand, um, but I've lived in California, I lived in Oklahoma, I lived in Kansas briefly, and I've lived in Nebraska, and all are very different and all have some, some similarities. I think people that are from York, live in York, and, lo- and know nothing but York, sometimes think that, oh, man, this is York. You know, it's kind of same old York, isn't it? It's a great place. I've been around a lot. I've been in a lot of, uh, you know, different places. I've seen a lot of different things. I've experienced a lot of lifestyles. Uh, 
York is above and beyond anything that I could ever ask for. So people who maybe just kind of get tired of York or whatever the case is, you know, because you've been here for a long time, it's a perfect place to raise a family. Nebraska is an amazing state to raise a family. And, uh, you know, you just see the, the tradition rich people when we talk about uh, Nebraska uh, athletics, um, football team, volleyball team, even baseball, basketball or whatnot. They're loyal people. They're great people. Um, they'll help you any chance they get. And uh, I would just tell people that, um, you know, if you're from York, I would highly encourage people to stay here. Um, and then uh, for the new people that are coming in, I just don't think there's a better town um, or a better place in Nebraska to raise a family as far as culture, school, um, job opportunity, anything you want, really. So um, me and my family love this town, and we hopefully are a mainstay for a very long time. Hopefully they'll kick me off the sidelines 50 years from now because I won't get out of there. Um, but that's my plan is just to hang around as long as they allow me to do so. And I'm blessed to have that opportunity for now. So, No doubt. Well, thank you for taking time out of your uh, evening, Justin, to sit down with me and you know, talk a little bit about your experiences here in 17 County and in York County and in the city of York. Um, so, yeah, I appreciate everything, you know, taking that time. And I wish you the best, you know, with your upcoming uh, seasons. You know, so we're excited to see that and get – you know, get that back and, uh, and everything like that. And so I wish you the best with basketball coming up and then baseball, you know, this uh, coming summer with SOS. You know, that's a, another great program, you know, outside of 17 County, but uh, we really, you know, appreciate our neighbors to the north. So thanks again. Yep, I appreciate you having me. This is 17 County, a new podcast brought to you by the York County Development Corporation in Nebraska. For more information about life and opportunity in the heartland, visit yorkdevco.com. Come grow with us. And if you liked this episode, be sure to rate and review 17 County on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen.